You're listening to MedEx, the Medical Extrusion Podcast. Presented by U.S. Extruders. Extrude with confidence. Custom extrusion equipment designed for you and your application. Welcome to the MedEx Podcast. I'm Steve Maxson. Today's discussion is focused on additive manufacturing for medical devices. And our guest is Drew Richardson. Drew is the Director of Additive and Component Manufacturing and Development at Resolution Medical. Resolution Medical is a vertically integrated medical device contract development and manufacturing organization located in Fridley, Minnesota. Drew, thanks for carving out some time to meet with us today. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk to you guys. Great. Drew, let's start off uh, to talk about the, the partnership that you entered in with Carbon, a manufacturer of 3D printers, about four years ago, where you purchased three of Carbon's M2 3D printers. And through that partnership, uh, Resolution Medical became Carbon's first production partner in the Midwest dedicated to the medical device industry. Please give our listeners an update on where you stand four years later with that relationship with Carbon and the growth of Resolution Medical's additive manufacturing capabilities and capacity. So like you said, we, we started with three machines back in October of 2018. And, and um, we, I mean, immediately we went to, we ordered an additional three machines. So, and we had those um and about may of of 2019 and since then we haven't added any more machines our our floor is set up so that we could we could have as many as 18 machines um but the what one of the things that we found as we as we move forward with this um i think when we originally thought about carbon it was we're going to go to high production um, that hasn't really been the case. And as we talk about this, you'll understand better that when we went into this, we really had to focus on because we're an FDA registered facility, because we're ISO 13485, we had to set up all of our processes and procedures around the carbon, the, you know, the carbon technology, but also meet all of the, the requirements of the FDA um, because of the device manufacturing that we do. So one of the things that worked really in our favor was a gentleman at Carbon, Steve Pollack, who he came from the FDA. He's the guy that wrote the additive manufacturing, um, you know, requirements for them. Um, and, and as a, so we've worked really closely with him and the entire Carbon um, team to develop the processes and procedures uh, so that we've got the traceability, the control that, that we need to do that. So today, um, the last time I looked, we've printed over 5,000 liters of material since then. Uh, there's an, they've got nine biocompatible materials right now, a number of materials with, with master files. Um, and we've become really experts in helping our customers understand how to design for carbon, um, and the things that they have to do for that. The, it, it, like anything, you've got to design for manufacturer, and, and we've become experts in helping them do that. 
Um, today we run uh, really two shifts, um, but with the carbon process, you can have prints that are up to 12 hours long. Uh, so the third shift is actually starting a printer you know, in the evening and letting it print overnight. So we're, technically we're running an unmanned shift. So we are running three shifts today. Um, we have we have grown both internally. Um, uh, initially, we were we were our biggest customer um, mm-hmm. in, in in helping the, the the projects that we have in house, and that remains um, the same today. Except in recent months, our internal printing is down in the you know forty to sixty percent of of what we do, and everything else is external, where we've got customers coming to us with their products, their devices, um, and, we're, and we're doing printing for them. Um, the production side of it, that has been, that has, it's taken off in some instances, but it's really, it's the R&D, it's the, you know, that's what, it's that ability to change quickly, the ability to do multiple, um, multiple iterations, even on the same platform um, with the carbon. Um, and, and the other thing is, is the, the carbon process, um, it's totally different kind of a part that we're getting out of it. Um, so, you know, today, like I said, we've got a, we've got a dedicated team. Um, and, and I think we've, we've learned very, uh, you know, over the four years, we've learned a ton about how these parts need to be, you know, manufactured, um, to be used in medical devices. And, and it's, it's very different than say automotive or something like that. Um, just because of the requirements. Right. Right. The through the, the conventional filament based printing process, 2d process is a layer by layer process that can be very time consuming. Yep. Uh, carbon's 3d printing process is referred to as clip. And it grows parts up from a pool of resin. And an example of this is the uh, the T one thousand movie scene in Terminator Two. Please describe the the clip process and the benefits of the clip process compared to conventional filament based printing. Clip is a continuous liquid interface printing. It's what it's called, or production. It's it's both ways. And really what it does in the carbon process, um, you've got a platform that goes into a, a cassette of the liquid resin. The bottom of that cassette has a basically a clear membrane that allows oxygen to pass through it. And in the process, the oxygen going through that membrane prevents the first, and it's only about five ten thousandths of an inch of material from being affected by the light. The, the material just above that is actually polymerized when the light goes through it. And it's a continuous process in the same way that you would. So like in semiconductor where they're doing lithography, they're, mm-hmm. they're basically putting light you know, on something to change something chemically. Carbon does the same thing, but they do it from the underside. And then rather than thinking of it like a picture, um, I think it's best described as it's like a movie. 
that light is continuously changing as the platform moves up um, one thousandths, two thousandths, or four thousandths at a time, and it's continuously printing underneath that. So resin is is filling back in, the light's coming up and through. So it, so that's why they call it a continuous liquid process. And and it basically, just like from the Terminator, it basically pulls it pulls it right out of the the resin bath. One of the prints that we did early on was the was the skeleton of a hand. So all of the the bones of a hand. And it's something that this time of the year, I'd love to have a, a, a video of, of the, the hand being pulled out of the, out of the resin bath. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, really the heart of the process is that, that ability to have the oxygen penetrate through and so that the light doesn't do anything to that first layer. And, and with FDM, um, you know, that, that's really a point extrusion process where you're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and where in carbon, you are printing, you know, an entire layer, 25 microns to 100 microns thick um, continuously as it's pulling out. Um, the things that are important there is the larger the area, the more heat it generates. And Carbon has designed right into their, their, their UI or, you know, their interface. Um, it predicts how that heat is going to be generated and it will slow down or speed up, um, depend, you know, really depending on how the material is backfilling and the heat that's being generated. Initially, we did not have access to changing some of that stuff. Um, but, but over the, the four years that we've been doing this, they're allowing you know, more of our ability to adjust that, to go into the the program and adjust that, um, which has been a huge help. Um, You know, we print everything from, so the the platform that we print on is about four and a half by seven and a half inches. And so some parts we can only print one, other parts we can put 200 of them on there, very small parts. Mm. So if you think about that cross section, that's the, that's where we've got to be careful in in how we do you know how we we print that so we're not generating too much heat. Heat'll cause some failures, just like any plastic. Heat'll mm-hmm. cause failures, um, and and so that's just something we have to be careful of. Okay, excellent. Thanks for that description. Um, you mentioned earlier about the you know the time it takes to to print. You know, for a given part design, how much faster is clip compared to the the conventional filament date filament based printing? It, I've heard twenty five to a hundred times faster, and if that's true, it's a total game changer. Tell us a little bit about the speed. Not only that is a big piece of it. Not only is it faster, um, it's more it, it's more homogenous. Um, it's not it's not like scales the way that the process works is it, it, it's not really building it as layers um it's building it as it's it's almost like you're molding it if you think of it that way but it's a really long molding process mm-hmm. um you, you can't you can't tell the difference between layers there is no difference between layers and when you think of the speed that it's pulling out we we print about an inch an hour, um, and 
so that, that like uh, most of our parts, we're putting them very tall. And the thing that's that's very different there is on that platform, I can put, say, I can put 25 handle halves on there. Um, to print those 25 handle halves in FDM, I've got to go around each one of them, one at a time, you know, to do that print. Where with the clip technology, I've got 25 of them sitting on a platform, and it is printing all 25 of them with every, you know, with every movement. It's printing 25. So when we get done, that you know, maybe that was a 12-hour print, or say it's an eight-hour print. Mm-hmm. Um, I got 25 parts out of that. With the FDM, I'm probably looking at three or four days of printing just to get that 25 parts. That that's where the big difference is. Is this this technology allows for multiple components to be done at one time, where wow. the, the 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 point-to-point FDM type stuff, it, you're doing one at a time, and you're doing okay. a single layer at a time and building that up. Where we're our layer, if you want to call it that, it's all 25 are getting that layer at the same time. On the the filament-based printing, the the surface quality isn't great, and the mechanical properties aren't get great. But just because of the process, yep. how does the surface finish, the visual aesthetics, and the mechanical properties compare to the the filament-based process? So, from an aesthetic standpoint, the the carbon process allows you to put texture. Um, we can put textures on parts. I mean, if you think of, of a handle half or a catheter, we can put textures on parts that you can't mold. Um, and and the FDM process or the, the filament process, you're going to get what the edges of that filament look like. In the carbon process, we can put diamond plate on something if we want to. They've got, we use a lot of what they call leather, which is kind of a, but it gives a, if, if you take, if you take a carbon part and compare it to an FDM printed part, same model, everything, you're going to look at the carbon part and, and you're going to ask me, are you sure you didn't mold this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that homogenous material, the way that, that, that it prints. Um, it's where we talk about layers. It, it, it's not really a layer because of the way it does it. It's, it's, as the material is being pulled out of the bath and as the light is hitting it, it's, it's almost like it's, it's the, the best way to describe it is it's a very slow molding process. <laughs> okay. You know, the, it, in, in, in the industries that, that we were in, it, it's kind of a real slow molding process. Um, one of the really cool things with carbon is you can, you can print like, pathways through a part that you could never mold. Right. Um, and that's something that we've done with some of the catheters and things that we've done. Um, so the, 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 the process, the process gives you a totally different feel to a part. Um, we have parts that are on medical devices that are in production today. Hmm. Um, and, and it's the, and, and, as we try to move, you know, as we move some of those kinds of parts to molding, we actually have to kind of back off on some of the some of the capabilities, mm-hmm. um, and and j- just because the this process allows you to do much more um, on the exterior of a part 
than you can even do in molding. Interesting. I understand that carbon has a, a wide variety of materials to work with, including USP uh, class six, rigid and flexible polyurethanes, uh, a very soft silicone urethane elastomer, and then a, a stiff, uh, high temperature resistant material that's similar to like a glass filled nylon. And these materials are biocompatible and sterilizable. Do these same uh, USP class materials have full traceability for medical device and, and component manufacturing? So the, the part of the traceability is how we handle the materials when we bring them in. Um, and part of it is how carbon or others produce it. Um, we currently have, uh, it's over a dozen materials that we can use. Um, I last count, uh, Carbon offered nine materials with biocompatibility, and but there's really three major kind of four different materials that we use truly from a med device. Um, right now, they don't have anything that's implantable, but, but mucosal contact, blood contact, um, the three main materials that we use today are MPU-100, the RPU-70, we also use some of the RPU-130, and then what they call SIL-30. The MPU-100 is a white material, very similar to an ABS polycarbonate mix that you would mold for like handle halves type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the RPUs are stiffer materials. Um, you can get any color you want as long as it's black. Um, and those materials we use for like gearing and stuff like that for inside of, uh, devices. Mm -hmm. And then the SIL 30 material is like a 35 DP backs kind of thing. It's a, it, it's used for strain reliefs and things like that. The MPU and the RPU materials, um, have master files with the FDA. Uh, those are totally tested, um, you know, materials that, and, and there are, they've got more materials, but those are the two main ones that we, those are by far heaviest usage materials um, from a med device standpoint. Some of the other materials they've got, um, they, so they've got a full range from a, you know, a flexible, rigid, um, the, the, what is it, the CE221 material, that's the more rigid material, it's kind of a yellow in color. Yeah. Um, we've actually used that material to make injection molds for small uh, parts. Uh, um, you know, so they're, 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 it's very broad on what these materials can be used for. Um, it, you, and Carbon has got a ton of information on their website. Um, we've got a fair amount of information on our website um, you know, on what, how you can use those materials and how those can be done. Um, but yes, they, they are... Carbon is is very supportive from a med, from a med device. Um, it, the, the, I mean, we're working right now on a on a project where um, we're using one of the materials to replace machined components that are surgical guides. And one of the things that that is really great about this is the They've got hundreds of SKUs, um, but they don't need know what they're going to need until three to five days, five to seven days 
before the surgery. Mm-hmm. And we're setting that up so that we can print those parts for them and turn those parts around and have them fully traceable uh, with a certificate of conformance so that we can provide those parts for the upcoming surgery. But that's really the, it's the flexibility of carbon, the material, the, you know, the material technology that they're using. That's, those are the things that allow us to, to do products like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that particular uh, example. <laughs> that's interesting. Can you, um, share any examples of parts that besides that, that you've made for med de- med device to either describe them. Or I don't know if you have any that you want to put in front of the screen either way, if you can just kind of talk us through a couple of the examples, like you just did, that would be very interesting. There's, there's a couple of, pro- be, you know, because we're med device, it's really tough to say this is what it is. And, but there's a couple yeah. that are actually carbon case studies. Um, one of the early ones we did was for a company by the name of S4 Medical, and and what that product is, um, is to move the esophagus away from the heart um, during uh, AF type surgery, mm-hmm. and that had I think it was 13 different uh, components on it uh, that were printed. Um, another product that we have that's just recently come out and. Um, Carbon has this one. They have, they've got S4 on their website also, but they've got this one on their website, which is a really great story. So it, it's a company called Perceptus, and they've come up with a product called the Hummingbird. And what the Hummingbird is, is it's for placing ear tubes in children's ears, um, you know, when the, when the ear infections and all of that. So when we first started with that product, uh, just about all the parts were printed. And... Um, ultimately we moved some of the internal parts to molded, um, over time, but the ex- the, uh, the outside of the part, the part that looks like a hummingbird that has, um, is still to this day, it is the MPU 100 material. That product, one of the things that was very cool about it, um, well into the development, we found that there was a, a, an issue on just a couple of parts. We were able, actually able to print overnight four different solutions to that problem. And then we're able to implement that within two weeks after that. If that had been a molded part, we'd have been down for eight to 10 weeks easily. Yeah. Um, so it, it, that's kind of one of the success stories of how carbon you know, directly into it, uh, using it directly into the, the design um, gives us that ability to, to move very quickly. During the, uh, during the early, early days of COVID-19, um, we worked with Carbon, and because we were an FDA-regulated facility, we worked with Carbon to come up with a swap. Resolution Medical has only had one medical product that was theirs. Everything else we've done is for somebody else, and that yeah. was a that was a narrow phase nasal pharyngeal swab um, that used the the lattice technology that Carbon had developed, um, and we printed well over a million of the swabs, and that product went from basically concept to full medical device in 21 days. 
um, you know, it, it, with the whole COVID thing, that was, you know, what yeah. allowed that to happen. Uh, the other wow. thing that we did during COVID was we were, we were making components for customers that were making ventilators. So we were, we were printing ventilator components at the same time as quickly as we could. So that, that's just kind of a smattering of some of the stuff we do. The everyday stuff we do um, is a lot of, is a lot of pieces and, and parts for catheter handles. Um, everything from, um, a device to help intubate a patient, um, to, um, catheters for structural heart where they're placing valves, you know, valves in, in the heart. And we run the gamut when it comes to that kind of stuff. That, uh, for handles, that capability that you mentioned where you can add a texture, to the outside surface of the part, I imagine for handles that could come in handle handy for ergonomics. That's one of the things on the on the Hummingbird product that okay. uh, that the, the way they hold it and and it's very obvious when you see a picture of it. Um, you know the how we use that technology. Okay, thanks for sharing those uh, those stories and examples. It's very exciting. Drew, this has been a great uh, conversation with you uh, about Resolution Medical's additive manufacturing capabilities and your partnership with Carbon, which has really uh, game-changing technology. Thanks so much for joining us today, and uh, we'll have to get you back on again soon. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate this. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Thank you for listening to MedEx, the Medical Extrusion Podcast presented by U.S. Extruders. Please subscribe to make sure you're getting the latest episodes. For video episodes, go to us-extruders.com forward slash podcasts. All links are available in the show notes.